Welcome to Submerge, the podcast. I'm your host, Leia Leone. Join me as I sit down with kinky people from kinky communities and share kinky stories. We will submerge ourselves into BDSM culture, covering trends, experiences, education, and more. We'll talk with every side of the slash, from newcomers to leaders to everyone in between. Follow us on Instagram at sub.mergelife for updates and info. Now strap yourself in or strap someone else in and enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Submerge the Podcast. I'm your host, Leia Leone, and I am joined by none other than Cookie Pavani, who's adjusting her titties right now. What are you doing? Oh, you're creating a microphone stand with your boobs. <laughs> <laughs> they are the perfect size for that, You actually. should put things in there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they hold things very well. Keeps my hands free That's for nice. other things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's get into some fun stuff and talk about <laughs> seasonal depression. <laughs> I was just commenting how um, our topics are always so serious. Yeah. How does do. that happen? I don't know. I don't know either. We do kind of go down a weird, serious. Actually, I thought about it before you got here. And um, I think it's. Life brings you what you're supposed to have, and m- one of the things that I've been working on is vulnerability. <gasps> so here we are. Ugh. We'll just be all vulnerable in public. <laughs> Take that jump. <laughs> here we go. Do it all. <laughs> I don't do small things. So go big or go home. Yeah, I like it. Um, we just had Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and you—I don't know how many years you've hosted this, but you host something called Orphans Thanksgiving. And I love it. I've attended the last two. Can you explain to everybody what that is? A hundred years ago, (laughs) um, in probably 1994, I was invited to a friend's house for what she called Orphan's Thanksgiving. And it was um, honestly mostly gay men who weren't welcome in their homes for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, And... I went to hers for several years and then she got married to a man who had family and then she had obligations. And so I took it over in, I think, 96 or 97. Oh, wow. Somewhere around there. It's been a while. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. It was very um, heart wrenching not to be able to do it during COVID. I was so sad. Yeah. So what was it? Two years that you had to take off? Yeah. Or, oh my gosh. So what did you do? Did you do like a Zoom or anything with anybody? Or? No. Um, last year, year before last, um, 2021. Yeah. Right? Makes sense. 2021. Um, just, uh, 2020, probably. Because 2021, we were here. You were here. Yeah. So 2020, just Vicky and her roommate came over and then oh, yeah. my son and his bizarre girlfriend oh yeah that story (laughs) (laughs) i remember that story that was a good one uh okay so you basically invite people in our community that don't or are they necessarily in the kinky community or Um, i'm pretty much everyone it has shifted a lot it's shifted a lot so when i took it over from julie um it like i said it was mostly the gay boys in town. Um, and then it shifted. There's a lot of crossover from Kansas city's gay community. And, um, 
the pagan community, which I was very involved in. Okay. And so then it sort of shifted more to the pagan community. And then I got into the kinky community and waited a couple of years and then decided let's integrate these people. Cause again, there's a lot of crossover between that, yeah. those two groups. So I went ahead and invited the kinky people over and now it's shifted to kinky people. And then it is now shifted back to mostly <laughs> gay boys. That's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. Well, I've had a great time because I, I'm, while not being a gay boy, um, I love them all. And uh, it's been really cool to have somewhere to go to gather with chosen family because I don't have family that is related to me in the state. Yeah. And I also don't get invited to my family's Thanksgiving <laughs> anymore. I don't even know if they do one, actually. Um, but, yeah, I want to... I want to talk about the importance of chosen family and finding your people within the community, especially during this time of year. Cause we all are, are like, um, our cons end right around like August, September. Yeah. And then they don't pick back up again until March. So everybody's usually the feeling I'm getting is everybody's usually pretty burnt out come like pre-winter, late fall, they're like, oh my gosh, we've done so much this summer and we've seen so many people and it's been amazing, but like, we just kind of need a break. Well, then we get a break and we get a really long break. Yeah. And I think people hold themselves up because of where we're located. Like it gets cold <laughs> and nobody wants to go outside and there's nothing really going on. And so we kind of need to continue to find our families and keep in touch with our people. Yeah. So I love that, that you do that. Um, I hope that more people do that. I, I've heard from a lot of people that they kind of have these small get togethers like during the holiday season. Mm -hmm. But one thing that we're starting to do and that you'll, you'll be a part of too, is, uh, we do a small get together with the women we know and just do like a ladies tea for the holiday, which will be really fun. Um, just a chance to dress up. The contradiction between wearing tea dresses and fascinators and gloves and then the content that comes out of our mouths while we're eating cucumber sandwiches is, um, I love a good contradiction. We are some classy bitches, let me tell you. Because <laughs> we're talking about needle play and staple play while we're sitting around in... Gifting each other talking butt plugs. Yes, that was the best gift ever last year. <laughs> that was amazing. Um, yeah, I think that, I don't know if you get hit by this, but, um, I, right around the time it gets cold, like I've got like two, three weeks and I'm like, oh yay, it's fall. And then pretty soon I'm over it. And I just want summer to come again. Cause it's just depressing outside. I don't even do the yay. It's fall anymore. Really? Um, Are you no, cause it? I know what's coming mm, and yeah. I like, I go into complete shutdown I do not want to leave my house yeah. for nothing. Yeah. If I get home from work and I forgot something in, at the grocery store, it'll have to wait until I have to leave the house again. I'm yeah. not, I'm not going. Yeah. Um, and I get super isolated. Um, and it's, it's this catch 22 thing of, you know, I, I know I need to go out. I know I need people. I'm a very social individual. Yeah. Um, and I need people. Um, so I have to force myself 
to do things, whether I, you know, it literally drag myself off the couch, get ready and go. It just happened last weekend. Yeah. I, I called Vicky to say, to, to talk her into us not going to something that we said we were going to go to. (laughs) And she, she was busy doing something else and blah, blah, blah. And then she hung up on me. And so, you know how she does. Um, and so I was like, well, okay, I guess I'm rallying, you know. Oh, God. So I did. I did. Um, and and it's one of those things. Once I get there, I'm fine. Yeah. It's yeah. getting the motivation to get up and yeah. pick out something to wear when you're really feeling like you don't want to do it any damn way. Well, when you're in your pajamas and you're yeah. all nice and cozy in your house, like who the hell wants to get undressed and redressed? The dog's warming my feet. Why would yeah. I leave? Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I hear that. <laughs> I completely hear that. No, I think it's important though. I think that, um, I mean, the things that do go on during the winter, like we've got the local bars here do like club nights and gear nights and yeah. stuff. So those keep going, which is good. And then some of the dungeons do like holiday parties. So that's good too. But, um, for the most part, that's it around here. So I don't know how it is in like more remote, remote locations. Like if they even have anything that, yeah. I mean, cause that's gotta, that's gotta put a major damper on just, I don't know, just doing things that are kinky. So now you're like reliant on just doing them in your own home. Mm-hmm. And then I know I've suffered the whole like, well, we could do it anytime. We've got the space and we've got the toys. Who cares? We'll do it whenever. And then that's when you like never do it. Yeah. Because you know it's always available. And then you go out to a party and you're like, eh, we have all the stuff at home. We'll just, we'll do it back <laughs> Why the pack house. the bag? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, th- I think that it's very important that people find their people mm-hmm. and then continue to kind of, I don't know. What, what would you call it? Forge, forge those connections? I don't know. Is that the right word? We need Vicky here. She knows all the words. <laughs> um, f- what I do is I have people around me that know that I do this yeah. and they force me out. Yeah. Yeah. Like they Against your will. do not take no for an answer. <laughs> um, Sadia and Saladin used to do it to me. They, yeah. they would literally get me on the phone and say, we'll be there at such and such time and then hang up. Ooh. Like there was no, there's no debate here. Yeah. No, yeah. there's no more discussion. <laughs> you just it's, have to be in the car yeah, when we be ready. Up. Yeah. I mean, they had keys to my house, it. you know, it's not like I could just hide from them. They'll just come that's in. True. That's true. <laughs> you're either, you're either ready and looking good or not. They're yeah. going to come in and carry me to the car. And if matter. my makeup's half on, that's too damn bad, you know? <laughs> Oh, you didn't get out of your pajamas you've had on for three days? Get in the car, bitch. That's awesome. (laughs) That's awesome. I love that. And I think that that's definitely something that people should do. Like if you know of a wallflower or somebody who doesn't like to leave their house, like promote that. Promote the the get together and, hey, we're going to just come get you. Even if it is just stopping by and not even going anywhere, but just have human connection Mm -hmm. throughout the whole season. I think a lot of us just in the kink world in general suffer from depression or anxiety in some way, shape or form. And I think especially seasonally, I've heard more and more people talk about it and how, how hard it is to kind of deal with. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I am, I'm already looking forward to March and things picking back up, but I know that's a long way off. It is. So, um, do we have any new year's things in Kansas city that, that usually go on in the kink world? I'm trying to think if there's ever been yeah. 
I mean, there's a couple like private parties here and there, but yeah. I don't, I don't think I remember. Oh, well last year, CKC did a new year's Eve party. Yeah, they did. They did. So maybe they'll do this one, that one this year. Um, but yeah, I don't know of any other ones that are going on. Um, I don't know. I just hope that people can get out there. Yeah. We're, we're going to a private party. That's cool. So that's cool. There'll be play. Oh, good. It's a small, it's like 20 people, I think. I don't oh, know. that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. That's like the perfect amount too, because mm -hmm. it's enough to where not everybody's looking at one person to like go play. Yeah. And <laughs> it's, it's the, like five people. Right. right? It's and it's weird. that, in, it's that closer inner circle good. crew too. Yeah. So that, you know, everybody knows each other and it's not yeah. weird. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. No, I get that. I totally get that. Um, what else, what else can we promote here with, uh, finding your family? I, that's hard to do. I would, I will, I will say being in the kink scene for God, I think it's been four years now, maybe five going on five that it took me at least a year and a half to two years to really find like the people I meshed with. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so the newbies I think are going to struggle with that a lot. They do. Um, one of the things that, that gets talked about a lot um, on the different groups and stuff about Kansas City is um, this idea that the munches are cliquish. Uh, um, yeah. which, I've definitely which, heard that. And, you know, it gets said things like, what are we in high school or whatever? And what, what I can see when you walk into that situation and you're new and you're already a little nervous and whatever, yeah. how it can look that way. But the reality is that people are just sitting at a table with their friends. They've, right. they've found the group they fit in right. and that's who you sit with. I don't, right. it's not a click. It's, right. it's different groups of people that have found their people and right. you just, you know, how many times have you sat with us and some new person walks up and we're like, yeah, sit down. Yeah. And then we just sit and talk to them. Yeah. They may not be our people and they may right. find a different group later or whatever, Right. You know, but it, it's not like we wouldn't let anyone sit with us. It's I think that's the hard part, too, for people to understand is that sometimes that's what you're looking at. You're seeing a new person sit yeah. with a group of people who already know each other. True. And so you assume maybe, oh, all of these people know each other because they're talking to each other. But some of them might be completely new to the entire scene. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's a good thing to keep in mind because I definitely have heard that critique. Yeah. And honestly, I can picture numerous times where somebody new sat down with us and we're yeah. like the big scary table. Like, I don't yeah. know why, but for some reason, people perceive us as like these terrifying beings. Well, we are pretty loud. So. And, yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe there's a few opinions at that table. Um, just, a, just a couple. <laughs> but, but when somebody new has sat down, like pretty much everybody at the table is like, okay, so who are you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what I mean, are you doing? How did really you get is. here? It you really know, is and all attention kind of goes yep. straight to them at that point. Yeah. So clickish, I just don't, those people yeah. obviously haven't walked up to a table in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Um, and again, that can be terrifying. It I don't, can be. you know, it can be, I, I was dumped into a table at my first munch. I oh. walked in and I was at the bar and, this bubbly human 
bounded up to me in this fairyish manner and said, "Are you new?" And I was like, "Uh, yeah." <laughs> and she introduced herself, and then she said, "Come with me," and took me outside to the patio. And she walked me up to this giant picnic table full of people. There had to have been ten, fifteen people at this oh, table. Wow. And she introduced me to every single person that she knew at the table, and then literally. Turn, like spun on her heel and off she went. Like I didn't even have time to thank her or you know oh, none of these things. Wow. And I, I will never forget that because I sat down and I don't I can't remember who I sat next to, but I had like this ten or fifteen minute conversation oh, with this awesome. person, and then the table just kind of absorbed me. That's awesome. Yeah. So it can happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. People need to remember that. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I've never had to deal with going to a munch alone. So I'm very blessed in that sense. I've always gone with my dominance. So when I showed up with him, I just kind of followed him wherever right. he wanted to go. So I haven't had the experience that most have had where they just show up alone and they just kind of scan the room like, what the fuck do I do? As bold and loud as I am, I sat in my car for a good 25 minutes going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I don't, I'm, ooh, I'm yeah. scared. I don't. I don't know if I can go in here. Yeah. And then it just came down to, you know, you got dressed and you drove over here. Yeah. You might just as get well. out of the damn car. You yeah. can always leave. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If you're uncomfortable or don't yeah. like it, just turn around and go. You go straight into the bar. You get a drink. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah. And even, even having the security that I had of going in with someone else that I felt very safe and comfortable with. I know we we probably planned on going to at least four munches before we actually went to a yeah. munch. Yeah. <laughs> and we, it was always on the calendar like, all right, we're going to go to we're going to go to Wine on Wednesday this week and it was like, eh, maybe next week. Let's mm -hmm. do next week instead. So, it took a while even for us to kind of brave that just cuz we didn't know what to expect. But then the resounding amongst everyone I've ever talked to about going to their first munch, the resounding outcome is I was so scared and I was so intimidated. And then I walked in and I realized everybody's just like me. They're just people. Yeah. Yeah. We're all just nerdy human beings that most of us are introverts, but w I, like I'm not, but I also am not one to just walk up to people and say hi. So once I have a conversation going, I'm fine, but I almost like need that introduction first. Yeah. I don't like to just assume people want to talk to me. <laughs> so... Who the hell am I? Yeah. So it's, it, it is a little awkward at yeah. times, but yeah. And, and even those, the munches kind of slow down in the winter too, because of the weather, especially here locally, because most of our munch is an outdoor yeah. venue. So when you talk about having to go inside where it's a little bit more compact and you can't really just blend in, you're like walking into the room that everybody is sitting in and everybody sees you that can be a little bit more intimidating than... Well, know. it's also really loud at that point. Yeah. You know, I mean, even outside, you yeah. know, it can be um, a little off-putting because it's it's, yeah. it's just this roar of people, you yeah. know, because everybody's talking and laughing and and it's, it's loud when it's outdoors. So yeah. when you bring it inside, it's just thunderous in there. Yep. So... Yep. For people that are a little more introverted or for, um, uh, I don't know, people that are sensitive in some one way or another to crowds. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it can social be a lot. anxiety. I, I get that way. Yeah. When it moves inside, sometimes it's just too much it's for me. Much. The noise yeah. level alone is yeah. just insane. Yeah. Um, sometimes. So, yeah. Yeah, it is hard. I, I definitely, I've had that experience where even I'm, and I love like, a crowded dance floor mm-hmm. or a loud concert, but when it's people talking and and having conversations, I I do get a little bit. It's like a sensory overload yeah, almost because you're trying to pay attention to everybody, but you're also trying to listen to whoever you're talking to, and it makes it really difficult. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I just I would encourage everybody to like keep going out. Keep, and it's, in fact, maybe these are the best munches to go to because maybe there will be lower attendance, so yeah, it won't less be people. as overwhelming. Go out when the when the weather's bad. Yeah, yeah, because there'll be like 10, 15 yeah. people there, and you'll still be able to meet some people and maybe in a lower, a little slower. Yeah, yeah, a little slower environment. <laughs> <laughs> the people are slow, or <laughs> maybe who knows? Could be. <laughs> they didn't know the weather was bad. Who knows? Who knows? Pew pew pew. Today's episode is sponsored by the wonderful folks over at Die Addict Rope. Die Addict Rope has great products over on their page. Visit dieaddictrope.com to find a beautiful assortment of colored rope, handcrafted metal suspension rings, and low temperature wax for play. And they even have blacklight reactive colors that are super fun to get creative with. The best part, if you head over to dyadicrope.com now and enter the coupon code SUBMERGE at checkout, you can save 15% on your next order. Head over to dyadicrope.com, D-Y-E-A-D-D-I-C-T-R-O-P-E.com. Be sure to use that coupon code SUBMERGE at checkout, and you're going to save yourself 15% on some pretty amazing products. Pew, pew, pew. Um, Okay, well, then let's get into some deep, deep shit. Uh Let's talk about families and why we have chosen family versus our blood relatives. Oh, here we go. Where do we even start? Let's let's do it. No, I was thinking about this. When you told me what topic you wanted to talk about um, in the shower, thinking as you do, I like to throw out those things that might get you canceled and whatever. Um, So... One of the things that occurred to me in how this podcast might help someone is to talk about the the well-known um, phrase, blood is thicker than water. Oh, I have chills. So. That phrase. I have a huge problem with that phrase, mostly because it is horribly misused. So it for those is. of you that know what it is, bless you. Um, For those of you that have only ever heard blood is thicker than water, the actual quote is the blood of the covenant Mm -hmm. is thicker than the water of the womb. So those people that are what are they're talking about family, your blood family, your birth family, um, when they say these things about blood is thicker than water, they're actually what they're saying actually means the opposite. Yeah, the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. Means the people I choose. Yeah, yeah. My bond is tighter and thicker and heavier than that which I came from. Mm-hmm. Um, the covenant between my wife and I. Yeah, is. Even if I was a normal human being, um, <laughs> because I'm not, as you know, and people listening don't, um, I divorced all of my 
um, birth family many, many, many years ago um, for for different reasons, but mostly um, religious bigotry and racism. So you don't um, like that? I no, yeah. You don't stand for that? I, I got a little problem do with you? these things. Okay. I do. Okay. I do. Well, prepare um, to get canceled. <laughs> prepare to get canceled. If you want to cancel me because I divorced my family because they said the N word, you go ahead and cancel oh, me. But I goodness. will stand firm oh, in God. that um, in my convictions yeah. that I did the right thing. Yeah. So um that's what I was thinking about in the shower was those people that get guilted into mm. participating in things with the people they came from, yes. were born from, um, that they don't want to do and the guilt that can come with that. Because for years, I said that phrase to myself. Yeah. I tried so hard. I was like, blood is thicker than water, blood is thicker than water. And I tried and tried and tried with these people and those people that I was born into are not my people. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to be like them. Yeah. I didn't want my son to be influenced by them. Yeah. And so it had to stop. And you don't need to feel guilty about it. Yeah. Or work through the guilt. You don't have to hang out with these people. You can also love them. And not like them. Yes. I went through that with an ex of mine. He was like, I, Christmas, we spent Christmas with his family. And he was terribly upset on the way home about he doesn't like his brother. Mm -hmm. And yeah, he felt wrong somehow about that. And I'm like, you're not, you don't have to be friends. No. He's your brother. Yeah. You can love him and not like him. There's so many people I love that I don't like. Right? (laughs) It's easy to love somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Liking someone is a whole different thing. Yeah. So I don't know. I just hope that that people can can use that phrase and what it actually is to allow themselves some grace if they don't like hanging out with their family if they don't want to hang out with their family if they have already um separated themselves from yeah their family um and i am a much happier human being with my blood of the covenant people yeah yeah you know you're my family yeah i don't I don't turn my back on you. That was the thing is how did you, how could you turn your back on your mother and father? Because they're shitty humans. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to be around them. Yeah. You know, or in a lot of ways, those family members have turned their backs on us because of the life that we chose to live. I see it more as I set a boundary. Yeah. And said, I'm done because you are who you are and you don't want to be any different. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here. Yeah. And, torture myself Mm -hmm. either being fake or being silent in your presence yeah when i would just be sitting there boiling because the the topic of conversation at my father's house was always what's wrong with the world and i won't say the words that they used but it was people of color and gay people is what everything that's wrong with the the whole world and abortion 
oh by the way. God. So they're, te they're, they're looking at me saying, what with all the abortions? That's a direct quote. Um, and at that time I, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm like, you're talking about me, you know, wow. all these people having the running around, having these abortions are going to burn in hell. I'm like, I'm trying to eat dinner yeah, <laughs> and you're damning me. Wow. So I'm done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's healthy boundaries. Yeah. And, and it does come down to that is I've, I, I realized when I set a healthy boundary, with my parents, with my mother in particular, I said, I welcome any conversation you want to have, but here are my boundaries. Mm -hmm. I will not discuss this and I will not discuss that. I don't feel comfortable talking about these things. And in order to have a relationship with me, you're going to need to go deep. Like I can't talk about the weather and, you know, what my aunt said to my uncle Ugh. last Thanksgiving or, you know, gossip or topical. If you want to have a conversation with me, like it might, it's going to get into some territory where one of us or both of us might be a little uncomfortable or awkward. And if you're okay with that, I'm totally good. Yeah. But bitch didn't call me for years. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, well then you have, you have told me how right. you feel about my boundary and my door's still open, but you've made a choice now. So that's kind of how I look at it. Like, yeah, you set a boundary and if, people really want to be in your life, they'll respect your boundary. Mm -hmm. So absolutely. Vicki has a great quote. Uh, and I think she heard it from somebody too. It's how far away from me do you have to be in order for me to love you? Mm. And it turns out my family has to be really far <laughs> like miles. Giggle, giggle. That just made me laugh. Cause like, you know, we don't live together. So Apparently we have to be, what are we about <laughs> eight point. miles away from each other? We have to be eight miles. Yeah, at least, at least eight miles. Around eight miles. <laughs> for a, for a, a significant for... amount of time until you see each other again. Yes. Okay. How I does your marriage you. work? Eight miles. Eight miles. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> but it is true. Like you, you can still care about someone and love them and want what's best for them without having to be in their life all the time and without having them be in your life all the time. I wish you, I say this a lot. I wish you happiness and a wonderful life over there. Yeah. Over there. Over there. Yep. It, we don't have to, we don't have to reunite. We don't have to do any of these things. I can, you can pray for me from over there yeah. and I can wish you happiness from over here. hundred percent. And we're still all being good people or whatever to each other by not, um, being ugly because yeah. there, there was going to come a point where, you know, I could, despite the fact that I was outnumbered by so many, yeah. there was going to come a point where I was going to blow up in their living room yeah, <laughs> and tell them all about themselves. And you and, don't want that anymore than they want that. Well, it's not going to, it's not going to do anything. Right. right. It's not going to change anybody. Right. You right. know, it's just going to ruin somebody's holiday. Right. So, right. Seems yeah. pointless. Now I get it. I yeah. get it. We tried for many years to do the vanilla family Thanksgiving. Oh, it's a require. It's your mom. Come on. It's your mom. Blood is thicker than water. Right? Yeah. So it's, it was always those guilt ridden conversations mm -hmm. of like, but come on, we got to like, we haven't seen you in forever. Let's do it. And we suffered through them and it was always, it seemed just so inauthentic to yeah. me. Yeah. Um, and I have a real, I have more of an issue being inauthentic now than I did back then. And it was, it was a struggle back mm -hmm. then, 
Um, but now that I'm like living my true life, I, there's no way I could go back to that. No. I what do you talk never. about? So like in general, I find it difficult to hold conversation with quote unquote vanilla people. Yes. Because I'm, you, you know, we are so immersed in kink at this point. I know. And I hate small talk. I'm yes. bored. I got, I don't want to talk about Did the weather with you. Did you get the you. circular this week? Yeah, yeah, Did you see I got that nothing. the ham is on sale? <laughs> I fucking Have can't. you seen the price of milk? <laughs> I can't. I, no, I don't drink milk. Um, but yeah, so I, I have a hard time having vanilla conversations in general. So yeah. what are we going to talk about? You know, I I much prefer the bizarre conversations at my yeah. Thanksgiving table yeah. Yeah, than for sure. sitting around. Again, it's the fake thing. I can't stand being fake. I and, can't either. And I... It's wrong, in my opinion. Yeah. It's just dead wrong, in my opinion. So even going to my birth family's homes and being quiet, <sighs> that's fake. Yeah. Because I'm not quiet. Right, right. So even if I'm not being, like, straight out phony and lying or whatever, not saying something yeah. about what their conversations are about. Yeah, I can't, can't not do comment that. on what they're talking yeah. about. Oh God. Yeah. That sounds like a nightmare. And then like I said, if if I were to participate in that conversation, it's gonna blow up into something ugly yeah. because Yeah. It, they are opposite of me in so many things that I feel we equally feel passionate about. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I am intensely passionate about women's rights yeah. and they are staunchly on the other side of yeah that. yeah yeah well and then in you know you add in there the gay rights and all of it <sighs> every cause i believe in yeah really and they're my against. top three Jeez. they are the exact opposite that's insane. Just as vehemently. See, and I feel like I've got family members that are like that. But then even because I come from two, both my sides have big families. So each of my parents have eight brothers and sisters. So when you Good get us Lord. all together, I know it's a lot of fucking people. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't want to go to that just because it'd be crowded. It's too crowded. Uh, <laughs> and no matter how old I get, I always have to sit at the kids table. So it's like. <laughs> it's because you're short. I mean. Either they know I'm a middle or <laughs> you, you must be this tall to Pretty sit much. at the yeah. grown up table. It's like, sorry, you didn't you didn't grow up enough. Um <laughs> but even when we go to those or have gone to those get togethers, what's funny is I know some of these people personally on a one-on-one -on -one level, and I know what their thoughts are on some things. But yet when they get in the big group of the family get together, they don't really want to discuss anything like mm -hmm. that. So then it comes to a very topical, very vanilla, almost like what you would hear people talking about in the church lobby yeah. after service. Mm -hmm. um, it's just it. And it is gut wrenching to hear those conversations. I remember one time at a Thanksgiving, we heard my two cousins talk about, what you would call an two animals if you merge them together. So like, what about like a buffalo and a squirrel? Oh, would it be a buffurl? Oh my goodness. Yeah. This conversation, I shit you not. This conversation went on, first of all, for way too long. 
The only time that conversation would have any value whatsoever in my universe is if everybody's really high. That's what I was thinking. Like, we need to be way more drunk for this or high. And no one drank at the entire fucking family gathering. (laughs) I wanted to gouge my eardrums out. Uh, But yeah, that's what my family stuff is like. And it... I can't. I'm like, no, there's no substance to these yeah. people. Yeah, no depth. I, I cannot have a conversation mm-hmm. like that. I might as well go talk to the cashier at the grocery store. Absolutely. Probably I think I've had better, more in-depth right? conversations <laughs> at the grocery store. Right? It's so ridiculous. So ridiculous. Yeah. And I, you know, my Dom and I, we've talked at length about how hard it was to get through some of these family Thanksgivings. Cause we both kind of pictured when we grew up and we had kids and we would all come together as a family, this Norman Rockwell Thanksgiving fantasy, right? And you, you picture that because that's what the advertisements tell you is going to happen. Yeah. Right. And then we tried to recreate that every single year and it would fail. Every single year, like Christmas vacation, did the tree go yes. through all the things and the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we finally, we finally gave up. Um, I'd say two or three years ago, we're like, it's we have to come to grips with the fact that this is probably not going to happen. And if we, if we want it to happen, we need to choose the people, yeah, that are going to make that happen. Yeah, and I, I feel like for the first time in my life, I have those people mm-hmm. that I could make. A really kinky Norman Rockwell Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, we need to take a bunch of pictures and then have somebody paint that. Yes, yes. But then we need to do. I just saw an amazing meme on Instagram too of a turkey. It was like a picture of a turkey, but it was like bound and like stuffed, and mm-hmm. then it had a ball gag around the front, and like its two little things were tied up with rope mm-hmm. in the back. And I'm like, that's what the turkey needs to look like on exactly. our Thanksgiving. Table. Exactly. <laughs> It would be perfect. We just need to put a person on the table as a centerpiece next year. Oh, actually, yeah, that's fair. We could do Scooter because he would just sleep the whole time. He wouldn't move. You could, you can guarantee he wouldn't kick anything off the table. We'll just build a Thanksgiving feast around Scooter. And, and then we'll, we can set him a glass of whiskey with like a straw in yes. it so that he can still, you know, yeah. have his little drinky drink. Yeah. Or even better, we'll just attach a camelback and fill it with full whiskey. Of, yeah. Good, and just full of whiskey. <laughs> camelback full of whiskey. Oh lordy. Every now and then just get him a little high and then he'd just stay passed out the entire time. This sounds like the perfect Thanksgiving right here. Open his mouth and you know, give him bites of stuff. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, uh yeah, I I don't I just know that it's important for me during this time of year to make sure I maintain those connections with people mm-hmm. throughout the winter months because it's easy. It also is easy to get really down in the dumps if you have that blood family that you're not associated with anymore and you start seeing pictures on social media and they, you know, you see that, oh, my whole family's getting together or, oh, my cousin's doing this or my aunt and uncle did this and I wasn't a part of it. And yeah it's easy to get really depressed and Mm -hmm. think like no one loves me or no one wants me around. And that I think is more of a reason to find your people in your, in your authentic life Yeah, that you can be 
vulnerable and authentically you around so that you know you're wanted and you know that people want to be around you during yeah. that during that time. So I don't know. Go out there. Meet people. But also, for for those that absolutely refuse to leave the house like I do sometimes, um, you know, you can invite people over. Mm. It does a lot of things. It forces you to clean your house that is because true. if you're just laying around, you know, you're throwing stuff everywhere and you're like, nobody's going to see it anyway. So you yeah. don't clean your house. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't clean my house as well during the winter. I don't either. Who cares? If people aren't coming over, yeah. I'm like, what do I, it doesn't matter. It's just yeah. going to get dirty again. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, cook dinner. I love to cook. So, yeah. you know, I invite people over for dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm. Still working on it. I know I tried to start this thing in, I don't know, September, October. When did I say it was starting? Yeah, I think. Yeah, it was supposed to start in November, I think. Yeah, family yeah. dinners once a month. Um, and things and stuff have gotten in the way. Yeah. Illness, illness, and then other obligations have gotten mm -hmm. in the way for three months. We're doing it in January, man. I'm telling you. We should. We are doing it in January. I already have the menu planned. It's Ooh, fine. Fancy. Um, so... Invite people to your house, even yeah. if it's just one person, yeah. you know, again, with my ride or die, Sadia, um, she used to come over and we just sat and had coffee. Yeah. Yeah. You know, every other week or so. Yep. Probably more than that, actually. But, you know, just just make sure that, you know, you're not isolated. There's somebody out there willing to come over to your house. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even if it's not a whole dinner party. There's one person that's yeah. going to be available at some point when you're feeling nasty. Yep. It's the spiral and and the the suction from the bottom that you can't allow to swallow you up. Like yeah. you, if you have to make yourself make yourself and and I'm speaking from experience. Yeah. I have to make myself do this a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um for many many years. Yeah. I, I don't remember how far back this goes. Probably to my 20s when I was just out all the time because I was a little drunk hoe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So you can't be a drunk hoe at your house. You got to go out to be the hoe part. You can be a drunk at your house, but you can't be a hoe at your house because right. it, it, they didn't have dating apps then. Right. I'm a little, I'm old. You yeah, actually like had to go out to the bar yeah. and pick people up. You couldn't right. order one up from Tinder to show up. <laughs> or DoorDash me. DoorDash <laughs> door me some dick. God, can you imagine how good that would be? That would be I mean, awesome. it's, that's how Tinder's that supposed is, to work. Yeah, that basically you know? is what Tinder is. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> DoorDash me some dick. I love that. I love that. Uh, yeah, I think that, I think that that's a really good point. Invite people over. One thing that we used to do in the military when all the guys would leave, um, all the service members would leave and they'd be on deployment or doing some exercise. We would make sure we would get together at least once a week for coffee, but even just like neighbors, we'd have like laundry folding day mm -hmm. where it was like, oh, it's laundry day for me. And it's like, okay, I'll just come sit with you in your living room while you fold laundry yeah. just to have company mm -hmm. so that you're not. All by yourself, right? So, there he is. Hello. <laughs> it's fine. We'll cut this part out. Unless you want to join in. <laughs> Poppy's home. <laughs> Hooray. But yeah, on that note, I think that uh, if everybody just finds their people and finds someone, at least one person, 
that they can connect with and just keep in contact and yeah. make it through the winter months and then see all you kinky fuckers in March when the cons pick back exactly. up. Exactly. Yeah. It'll be awesome. All right. Well, that's all the time we have today <laughs> because honestly, it's the holiday season and I'm tired. <laughs> I'm exhausted. I'm working now, which what is that about? I don't like having a job. <laughs> Oh, adulting well. is awful. I do not like this adulting thing. <laughs> All right. Well, until next week, we will talk at you later, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. All interviews on Submerge are from consenting adults sharing consensual experiences from their life. All opinions expressed in today's episode are those of the individual giving them and should be taken as such. Always do your research before entering into anything potentially dangerous. Vet your partners and always negotiate thoroughly. We record all episodes unscripted. Please reach out if any potential corrections to information you heard today would help our community be safer and more educated. Contact us at leahleonemedia at gmail.com.